This is The Widow Podcast, and I am Karen Sutton, The Widow Coach. I'll be supporting you through the loss of your life partner so you can find a more positive way through your grief. I want to give you hope after loss and to know that when you are ready, you can create a meaningful life for yourself with the help of me, Karen Sutton, and The Widow Podcast. Hello and welcome. Thank you so much for coming to join me again. It's so lovely to have you here. I want to talk to you a little bit today about rebuilding, rebuilding a life after loss. It's huge, isn't it? And I think at the very beginning, we definitely start to think about what our life is going to look like Now, our person is no longer here. Now, it can be a very scary, overwhelming, horrible thought that sometimes we just can't even go there. It just brings up too much anxiety and we need to bring ourselves back to the present moment. And that's okay. If that's your truth, that's okay. There will come a time when you'll feel more able to look ahead. But depending on where you are in your journey, will depend on how that feels for you, depending on your experience, depending on who you are, depending on your support systems. As with everything in grief, your experience is going to be very different. And I just want you to know that whatever you're experiencing is a natural response to your loss, and that's absolutely okay. Find what feels right for you. But a lot of people reach out and say to me, you know, how, how do I even think about creating a life that can look good again? I don't, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I want. I don't know where I'm heading. I don't even know how I can start taking those steps forward. It all just feels too much because there's so much, there's so much to take into consideration here. And it is scary. It is overwhelming and it can be very isolating. People around us don't tend to understand the enormity of the loss of a life partner and what a profound impact it has on you, who you are, how you think, how you feel, how your life feels, the choices you make, everything. However, we are able to find hope and purpose again, and we are able to create something beautiful again. It's going to be different. It's going to be very different. But different doesn't mean bad. It will always be an absolute tragedy that your person died and is no longer here. And you're going to learn to live alongside that loss. It's not about getting over it. But we are able to integrate that loss and the grief into a life that can feel good again, that can bring us joy, but it's not an overnight process. It takes a long time. And when I say a long time, I'm talking years. Now, as I say regularly, your grief won't stay the same as it is at the beginning. It's constantly evolving. You are constantly evolving. As you grow around your grief, as you start rebuilding a life after loss, it shifts, it transitions, it changes, and we're constantly navigating how it shows up for us in our lives. But it's always there. It's always there. And understanding that building a life after loss is a gradual process and a slow process. I don't want that to fill you with fear. I don't want that to bring anxiety in. 
I want that to give you some reassurance and space so that you can absolutely understand why it's not happening overnight, why it's not happening as quickly as you'd like it to. And I get why you want it to happen quickly because it hurts being where you are now. You want the answers. You want to know where you're heading. It will all come. As I say to the people in my community all the time, all the answers are within you. They are there. You have everything that you need within you to find a way forward, to create something meaningful again. But you've got to do the work. You've got to bring that out. You've got to take those steps so that the answers can come to the surface. It's almost like peeling back the layers of an onion and it's all in there. It's all at your core. But sometimes we've just got to dive a bit deeper. We've got to ask bigger questions. We've got to sit with things for a little longer, but it will all come. It will all absolutely come for you. Now, people say to me, you know, very early on, I don't know what my purpose is anymore in this life. I don't, I don't know what it is I'm supposed to be doing. And I think for me, when you don't know what it is that you're supposed to be doing, when you maybe don't have a purpose in life, some people may find that their children give them a purpose. You know, some people, it might be their pets, for some, it might be their careers. But if you don't have those things, if those things don't feel purposeful to you, then maybe your purpose is you in that moment. Maybe your focus would be so well spent if it was shone onto you and you were able to give yourself the kindness of your attention and really learn to understand who you are, how you feel, how you think, what works for you. And wherever you are in your journey, maybe taking that time to invest in you to really understand what's going on underneath all of those layers. Because when do we ever do that? When do we ever really take time to think about us, to figure out what our values are, to think about what motivates us, what drives us, what makes us feel good, what drains us, what absolutely makes us feel exhausted and overwhelmed? You you know, just really taking that time to reflect and create an awareness around us. And that takes time. And if you can make that your purpose, the rest of it will become absolutely crystal clear because you will uncover everything that you need. You will discover things about yourself that you never knew before. You will reveal so much about you that you didn't know existed. It's all there. It's all there. But if you don't take that time, if you don't give yourself that attention, you may never see it. And if you don't see it, how will you ever truly find your purpose in life? What drives you? What fills you up? What do you need to feel fulfilled? But how can you answer that if you don't know what your values are? If you don't know who you are at your core? Like when you know who you are, when you know what you stand for, what you believe in, when you have that clarity, you are able to make decisions that are aligned with yourself, with what you believe, with what you value, with what's important to you. And those decisions will take you forward. And this is why I'm such a huge advocate of investing in ourselves, taking that time for us. 
I've just had a whole new community of amazing people come and join us in Finding Hope in Widowhood. It's incredible. They've taken the time and the brave step of investing in themselves to take 12 months to really get to know them and build that relationship with them and learn how to navigate their grief and take those steps forward. And that's what I think is really important. That's what changed the direction of my life when I really, really started to think about me. It was huge. Now, we can think about our hobbies, our passions. They might feel very different for you now. You, you might have had hobbies that you did before your person died. They might not feel that great to you anymore. And sometimes we've got to open up our hearts and minds and try something different, step out of our comfort zones, be brave and try something completely new that we've never tried before. Because that will tell you something. That will give you some information. It might not work out exactly how you'd hoped. You know, you might go and join your local ballroom dancing class thinking, I think I can dance, you know, I think I've got this. (laughs) I've got hips that move. And you get there and you're as stiff as a board. And you're just like really disappointed. You're a little bit embarrassed and you think, oh, I I thought, I thought that would be my thing. It's okay. It's not that you look silly. It's not that you've got anything wrong. It's not that you can't do this. It's not that you're stupid and foolish and what made you think you could do that. You're learning. And the only way that we really get to learn about what works for us, about what supports us, is by trying things out. It will work or it won't. And it's it's not about failing. It's not about looking stupid. It's about relearning. It's about growing. It's about curiosity. It's about exploring who you are and what works for you. You know, you've been thrown into this world. It's a whole new world. Shall I sing? (laughs) I can't sing. I won't sing. But it's a whole new world for you. And you're trying to figure out where you fit in that as yourself, not as a we, but as an I. And that's scary. But depending on where you're on your journey, it can also be quite liberating if you allow it to be. Thinking about things that you might have wanted to do when your person was here, but he really or she really wasn't interested in that thing. And so therefore you didn't go because, it, you know, it's all about compromise, right? But actually, now it is you, you can go and try that thing. And it might be the best thing you ever did. It might not be exactly what you wanted it to be, but it will give you some information. Meet new people. Find people, like-minded people, whether that's in your local community, whether it's on online support groups, you're more than welcome to come and join my membership. It's very low cost, very high value, and it's full of incredible people trying to find their way forward. And anything like that, anything that you can join where you are surrounded by people that understand, that get what you are going through, but that are also trying to rise will be so beneficial to you. Have a look around, see what you can find. Maybe even if it's not a widow support group, you know, like I just said, like going to try something new, you might go and join a creative arts club and find people there that are going through stuff and actually really bond and connect with them on a deep level. If you are surrounded by people that you feel 
maybe aren't connecting to you as well in this season of your life. Maybe you feel a bit let down by them, a bit disappointed. Maybe they haven't shown up in the way that you'd like them to have done. Then go and meet new people. Go and join some groups. Go find the people that will support you in your journey because they are 100% out there and it will boost your confidence. And it's meeting people that accept you for who you are right here, right now. A lot of the people around us, they have preconceived ideas about who we are because they've known us for so long and they expect us to show up in a certain way. And when we meet new people, they accept you for who you are in that moment. And they're not expecting anything else from you. And that can be a really lovely feeling. But finding a place where you feel like you belong, where you feel seen and heard and supported and loved, you know, whether that's through people you know or new people, do those things. Meet those people. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. And the older we get, the harder it is to meet people with something in common. But it is possible. It's difficult to think about doing things that bring us joy. It's difficult to think about having fun when your person's no longer here because we attach a meaning to it that makes us believe we're maybe being disloyal. We're not grieving as we should. We didn't love them enough. We're getting over it. What will other people think? And it is hard. It's hard to shift your mindset on that. And this is one of the things I love to work on in my program because it's such a natural response and it's so common amongst people that have lost a life partner. However, finding joy, doing things that you love doing, that fill your heart, that make you laugh, those things are really important in your healing journey. Now, okay, maybe you know, if, if you've literally just lost your person in, in the last month or two, that might feel a little bit ambitious, you know, but over time, when it feels right, allow yourself to have fun, allow yourself to laugh, invite joy in, actively seek joy in your life. Laugh. It is so healing. It is so therapeutic. And it absolutely contributes to our healing. It's vital. It's vital in the rebuilding of your life. And it will help you take those steps forward. And it will help you create a life that can feel good again alongside your loss. Remember, it doesn't take anything away from you. It really, really doesn't. Set goals. Set yourself some goals. Think about a couple of things you'd like to achieve. Now, they don't have to be big things. It might literally be... I'd like to go somewhere new for a walk. I'd like to walk for 10 minutes more than I walked this week. Um, I'd like to join a new group. I would like to try a new hobby or create something with my person's clothes, tick one of the jobs off my to-do list, go and get a pedicure, like have something to work towards. It's really important and thinking about short-term and long-term goals. And again, depending on where you are in your journey will depend on how you feel about that. But just bear in mind that it's really good to have something to work towards, however big or small it is. Maybe your goal is to make your bed every morning. You know, that's a goal. Maybe your goal is 
on one day of the weekend, you're going to cook an actual meal with vegetables and everything. You know, like you're not going to have cereal for dinner again. Like I say, it's all dependent on where you are in your journey as to what these goals might look like. But have a goal. Have something in mind that you can work towards. Lean on people, you know, ask for support. As I've said before, you are not a burden, you have a burden. And asking people to help you carry that burden for a while is great. They want to help you for the most part. Ask them, ask them to help you, lean on them. You don't have to do this all by yourself. You can't do it all by yourself. It's just simply not possible. There will be setbacks, there will be challenges, there will be things that don't go quite the way you'd like them to, much like joining that new group. But this is where we have to learn how to adapt. We have to learn how to become more resilient, how to bounce back. You know, when things get tough, when things get hard and you feel like you're just not getting anywhere, learn to rest, but don't quit. Take some time out. Take that pressure off. Slow down. Breathe. Give yourself time and then go again. Don't keep pushing yourself when it's hard, but don't give up. You can do this. You absolutely can do this. You have it within you. It's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to feel like you are making those steps forward. It will feel sometimes that maybe you're taking two steps forward and then you're taking three steps back. You're never going backwards. You are always moving forwards. It's the law of life. But there will be things, there will be challenges, there will be setbacks, and that's okay. Take your time, learn from them. Did you push yourself too much? Did you not ask for help? Maybe when you could have asked for help. Were you not looking after yourself in the best way that you could? Just explore what happened for you. Was there a trigger in your grief and that you didn't tend to it, maybe? Well, maybe it's just a griefy day and week, and you need to spend time focusing on that and releasing that rather than pushing forward all the time. Cultivate a growth mindset. You know, I've talked about this a lot and I will continue to talk about it a lot, but you know, the attitude that you face life with will determine hugely where you go and having a growth mindset, having that can do attitude, not I can't, will take you far. You know, how you look at life, how you view things, Be brave. Be brave. Step out your comfort zone. You're being brave every single day. Keep going. Try that new thing. Do something that pushes you a bit. It will really help you. And, you know, really, really develop that self-compassion. Show yourself that kindness. You know, you're, you're not going to be able to find your way forward in a positive way if it's coming from a place of punishment or expectation. You know, you've got to come from a place of love, of kindness, of compassion. Like I say, to rest when you need to rest, to ask for help when you need help, to speak to yourself kindly, to encourage yourself, not to tell yourself you're not doing very well. Like, be your own best friend. Listen to what your body is telling you. It's giving you a lot of information all the time. But I think the biggest thing that helps us in rebuilding a life after loss is our desire. How much do you want it? How much of a drive do you have for it? You know, I knew instinctively after Simon died, 
that I absolutely had to find a way forward. Now, I didn't necessarily know that I wanted to create a beautiful life because that didn't feel possible for me. But I did know that I didn't want to become a victim, that I didn't want mine or the girls' lives to be defined in a negative way for the rest of our lives. I didn't want that. I didn't want to become a bitter, miserable, angry, resentful person that kind of allowed her husband's death to prevent her from achieving things in life, to become a victim, to use it as an excuse. Like, absolutely not. I wanted the girls to grow up and be independent and resilient and kind to themselves. So by wanting that, I had to model that behavior. And that was my drive. So I wasn't necessarily working towards creating a beautiful life, but I was working away from having a life that was going to be heavy and angry and dark. You know, it's it's really looking at what it is that you want. And if you don't know what you want, what don't you want? What are you using? So really, really think about how you are wanting it all to pan out for you. And I know that's a big question and I know it's scary and it's something we work on a lot in finding hope in widowhood because it's not easy to find the answers to that. But sometimes just sitting with it allows us to find the answers. It is possible. You can create something meaningful and purposeful that feels good again. Don't rush it. Don't think it's going to happen overnight. And don't think you're failing if it's not happening as quickly as you want it to. It will happen. It will happen. But be kind to yourself. It's the most important thing I think any of us can do. I hope that's been helpful. I hope it's given you some hope for the future. If you have found this helpful at all in any way, please share. Share it in any groups you're in. Share it with anyone you know that's going through something similar and help me reach more people that need some light in a dark place because we all know how awful it is when we feel so isolated, so misunderstood, like nobody gets it, like we're going mad. I don't want anyone to feel like that. So please help me spread the word. Let everyone know that we are here and what an incredible community we have created around us. I'm sending you lots of love. Look after yourselves and I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to The Widow Podcast with me, Karen Sutton. If you would like to be part of a supportive community of people who understand your grief, come and join my free Facebook group, Widowed and Rising. And make sure you tune in to the next episode of The Widow Podcast.